When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. AM The Zone. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the rain has already moved into a good chunk of the state of Wisconsin. Not real heavy right now, but it could get that way. How you doing? It's a Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee along with you on this. The final Wednesday of May. It's the 25th, and it is going to be greeted with cooler temperatures and rain. 90% chance of rain today. 68 are expected high under cloudy skies. Tonight down to 59. Rain's probably going to continue overnight. And even on Thursday, we do have an a-, a chance of afternoon showers. Thursday's highs around 68. Friday looks dry, 69. Saturday, partly sunny, 76. And Sunday, partly sunny, 81. So if you've got outdoor plans for Memorial Weekend, right now it looks like the weather forecast is going to generally uh, work in your favor. Talking weather with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist coming up. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The emphasis in Wisconsin and around the world producing enough food with the situation in the world Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. That includes the meat processing industry. And in Wisconsin, we are blessed with some of the best meat processors, not the biggest, but the best. And Governor Tony Evers has made it a focal point of his administration to help those processors expand and get better. Pam, what's the latest? Yeah, that's right, Bob. In fact, this week, the governor announced a new $10 million dedicated fund that is going towards helping our Wisconsin meat processors. It is something that they're calling the Meat and Poultry Supply Chain Resiliency Grant Program. Every meat processor in the state will be able to apply for grants up to $150,000, but they must have a 100% match. And remember, it's not just about meat, it's also about poultry. This is great news for some of the meat processors that have been trying to start up Since the pandemic unfolded, one of those is a group called Meatsmith Co-op in Lafayette County. Small group of meat producers, farmers, that came together and wanted to try to empower themselves so that they would be able to get their animals processed and serve customers near them. Had a chance to visit with Heather Opar. She is uh, kind of the executive director, the secretary of the Meatsmith Cooperative. She explains a little bit about her background, her passion for the meat processing industry, and why they decided that going as a co-op made more sense for them to get started in the challenging meat processing industry. So I started out in marketing for 15 years, um, did the whole corporate America gig, and then I just felt something tugging on my heartstrings and you know, wanted to find a way to do something that I was really passionate about. So I enrolled in culinary school at Madison College. And while I was there, I took a really keen interest to butchery. So I went out to as many like meat cutting places as I could find who would just take my help and teach me. 
um, co-op. I started a meat wholesale business um, with a local farm up in Baraboo. Taught meat cutting um, as part of the artisan modern meat course at Madison College um, two years ago. Uh, I started that inaugural program. Um, and now I'm just trying to find a way to kind of link all of that stuff together. How do you get more butchers into the system? How do you get more farmers to be paid equitably for their product? Um, and how do you get consumers to think, you know, more ethically and sustainably about what they eat? Well, it apparently is something that's catching on. Uh, like you mentioned, a group kind of approached you to be involved and you took at your business plan kept all options open. Tell me where you've settled so far, Heather, as far as the future direction. So for Meatsmith Co-op, we decided to go with a cooperative uh, model for our business um, because we wanted to make sure that farmers and workers um, have a, a say in how things are run and how the direction of the company is going. And while it's not the easiest path to get to uh, you know, production, um, we really think that the thoughtfulness and the input that we have from the community is going to be a huge factor in our success. So the membership launch is coming up, and you've already got a general business plan down that involves some physical structure. How far is the planning to date, Heather? Explain for people what you already have in place. So we're looking at about a 6,500 square foot building. Um, it's an old grocery store in Argyle, Wisconsin. And we are going through the checklist of all of the things that you have to do, including things like environmental assessments and uh, you know, making sure all of the systems work that haven't been turned on in three years, uh, like the coolers and HVAC and uh, you know, working with the neighbors to make sure that they feel comfortable. We had to you know, get approved by the town committee to reassess the site as being used for meat processing services. Um, so there's a lot of little nuance and a lot of little details that we're kind of trying to make sure we take care of before we actually jump into it, which the goal is September, early September. And how receptive has the community been? How receptive have other farmers or consumers in the area been to the idea? I honestly, I think it's been pretty well received. the The town board was very excited to hear our, you know, plan. Um, I actually moved from Madison to pursue this, and the first week that I was in town, I introduced myself to somebody. And they said, "Oh, you're the you're the new meat person," and it was just, I, you know, small towns. Word travels fast, and it's a tight community. Like, you know, there's a lot of small communities. And, you know, we're just trying to make sure that we're all supporting each other, you know, in these endeavors. And um, I, I think that is one of the benefits of being part of a, a community um, in the Southwest region. You mentioned also one of the reasons why uh, that you've turned toward the co-op system is that Wisconsin's got a pretty good network system for cooperatives. Explain that. Yes, we've been really fortunate to work with people from UW-Madison um, they have a great, Kelly Maynard has been one of our um, mentors in helping us to build all of the necessary, you know, legal documents for co-op structure um, and filing them. Um, we've also had help from the Food Finance Committee um, in terms of, you know, building all of our spreadsheets and perspectives to send to banks. 
Um, so we've had a, a really amazing amount of support um, from different organizations and the government um, and in terms in grants too. Like we've mm -hmm. also been applying for a lot of grants, um, which we've been able to receive a few of. So the support has been pretty fantastic. That's excellent. That's excellent. Now let's talk a little bit more about the main products that Meatsmith Co-op hopes to provide for the general public. They are going to be soliciting membership in the cooperative from beef producers, pork producers, goat owners, goat producers, goat and sheep producers from about the six-county area that surrounds Argyle in southwest Wisconsin. Fast forward, I guess, a little bit, Heather, and help people understand what the ultimate goal is of this cooperative, the products it intends to produce, the service area it intends to serve. Yeah, so we have a pretty uh, longitudinal goal. Um, the big one is just to get up and running um, this September using co-opted. So we're going to be outsourcing all of our mobile slaughter at this point. Um, but for the first six months, just doing custom exempt um, processing. So meat goes back to the processors or whoever, or to the farmers or whoever the owner is. And then um, after that, we hope to become state inspected and then eventually CIS, um, corporate interstate, um, which means that we can sell meat, um, you know, across state lines. But as we're doing this, we're hoping to be able to provide the members with additional services. So right now, a lot of the small farmers um, are selling their meat either through like meat shares, like for one animal um, through custom exempt status, or they're selling it at a farmer's market, you know, one or two animals at a time. And so we're hoping to be able to combine the product and market it in a way that we can sell larger portions to larger entities. So to grocery stores or hospitals, uh, mm -hmm. schools, things like that, um, because they're going to want, you know, larger bulk shipments and deliveries. Um, and we're hoping that we can do that for these farmers, as well as help them with their marketing services. So getting their name out there, helping to promote them. Um, and then as well, giving them, you know, uh, the processing services at a discounted rate for being a member, um, as well as priority harvesting on site. Again, we're talking about uh, a new concept that's coming to fruition in Wisconsin, meatsmithcoop.com, meatsmithcoop.com. So are we expecting that you'll pivot from quarters and halves, that type of a scenario, to finished products, maybe uh, uh, elevated products with your background in butchery, Heather? Yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic for us. Um, uh, our th in our third year, we're hoping to use the storefront of the grocery store to open a small, you know, uh, storefront business where we can sell retail product, but also do, um, you know, charcuterie, smoked products, custom sausages, and things like that. Um, that is definitely part of my background, um, teaching charcuterie courses and, and things like that value add. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the goal. I think we just want to continue like taking small incremental steps to, you know, build possibilities for not only the community, but also for the, the pro or for the farmers themselves. 
Now, how do you suggest that people stay in touch with the effort, Heather? Do they go to the website? Do you have social media channels that you suggest? Give them a rundown on how they can continue to follow your story, maybe buy a membership or become a little bit more engaged in the process. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, so meetsmithcoop.com um, is our website right now. We are currently running a GoFundMe. So if you feel inclined, donation is always uh, appreciated. But uh, we have a Facebook page at meetsmithcoop as well as, as Instagram. Um, the majority of our, mm, the way that we're communicating primarily with people right now is through our website and, uh, just trying to get the word out. And uh, as far as membership goes, we'll be posting information on the website for people to, uh, you know, inquire, sign up, um, all of that kind of stuff, uh, by the first week in May. Heather Oppor, she is one of the coordinating members for the new Meet Smith Co-op. Meet Smith Co-op. Their goal right now to get their GoFundMe monies in place as a down payment for a building that they've secured in downtown Argyle. And beginning in May, they're going to begin their membership drive. Looking for beef producers, pork producers, goat producers, and sheep producers that want to be involved in the process. We'll keep you posted at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Young. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you're planning your remodeling project, you'll want to know where every penny is spent. Not just one big fat bid out of nowhere. AF Construction explains your plan one item at a time. Their line item estimates spell out everything, showing you exactly what you're getting. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. I don't think we're going to see a lot of vibrant colors out of our forecast today. A lot of rain that's coming in around Wisconsin, which is going to goof up a lot of folks' plans for cutting hay or other small grains. Tumac Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. Yeah, what do we got? 24, 48, how many hours of wet coming in? Well, from today into tomorrow morning at least, yeah, I go good 24, maybe 36. It's going to be kind of damp. And it sounds measurable. Thank you and good morning to Kirby in La Crescent, one of my religious rainfall reporters. About three-tenths of an inch of rain already overnight there. Where's the heaviest band going to be, Stu? Uh, right up through Kirby's neck of the woods, uh, northeast Iowa, southeast Minnesota, into that western and northern part of Wisconsin. I'm seeing Eau Claire just about a quarter inch already today, about two tenths at La Crosse, and a lot lighter, 12 hundredths at Mauston. That rain's starting to push further east today. It's probably going to change plans, especially if those plans are for getting that hay cut by the calendar here in the next few days, because rain is going to be a bigger part of the picture. Low pressure is down to the south and pushing north today up into Kansas. The radar showing that rain all the way from Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, into Iowa and into western Wisconsin, of course. And that rain will spread east and northeast through the day today, tonight and tomorrow. Oh, we're not talking inches of rain. We're not going to flood it all out. And I do not expect that we'll be talking about major thunderstorms or anything like that, although some localized heavy rains not out of the question as the system slowly moves up into this neck of the woods, starting to taper off as we make our way on toward later Thursday and Thursday night. Not too great of a threat of rain wrapping up the week, and that's when it gets more mild. I think that's good news for folks with the big weekend plans coming up. We talk about an end of rainfall and then some moderation. Temperatures back up into the 70s. There may be an 80 yet here before the weekend is out. That sounds a lot more like Memorial Day. I'll have forecast details right after this. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET-1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. Yeah, end of the month already next week, so get those rainfall reports in. All right, Stu, we got rain coming. We do. Cloudy skies and expect showers. They may not develop until midday in eastern Wisconsin, but we have them in the west now. That chance of a thunderstorm, not out of the question. A bit breezy today, too. Uh, Mid-60s, probably about the best we'll do with those east winds, a good 15 to 20, some gusts up around 30 or so. Overnight, still cloudy. Showers could be a thunderstorm early in the night or again toward daybreak. The overnight lows will drop to the very upper 50s and low 60s, and our east winds become south late in the night, about 5 to 10. 
mostly cloudy Thursday. Still some chance of showers. Could be a thunderstorm again in the afternoon. Oh, upper 60s. Southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming northwest from late morning in the west to the afternoon in the east. And then by Friday, mostly sunny. A slight rain chance, more likely about 70 or so, and then warming for the weekend. Western Wisconsin, Pam, up to an inch or so. In the east, a half, maybe three-quarters of an inch, and it kind of changes in between. All right. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, see what kind of tallies we get out of things. Thanks, to Stu. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. And don't forget, rainfall reports are welcome now or wait until tomorrow morning 877-301-FARM 877-301-3276 your Wednesday ag weather brought to you by Compure Financial your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America visit compure.com this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke When you're shopping around for a pre-owned vehicle, you know what you want. A shiny, fun-to-drive ride that won't let you down. But how do you know if it's reliable? A Wisconsin State Inspection is 60 points, which means checking 60 things. Most dealerships follow that playbook. Bergstrom Automotive isn't exactly what you would call most dealerships. Bergstrom performs a 172-point inspection on all pre-owned vehicles before they're even chosen to be on the lot. 172. That's 112 more areas where the vehicle needs an exam. With that much attention, you know they're looking at parts and pieces you probably didn't even know exist. Do the math. A 60-point inspection or 172. And all to make sure you're safe, confident, and happy with your pre-owned purchase. Choose from over 1,500 elaborately inspected pre-owned vehicles at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the It's Preston from Window World. Our courteous and talented installation team will make your project worry-free. Whether it's a new entry door, creating that perfect statement for the front of your home, or a clean new patio door that doesn't require Herculean strength to open. No matter the task, our employees will do what it takes to earn your satisfaction. Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. 
Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Let's ride bikes! Let's ride bikes! Let's ride bikes! Nothing says summer in Madison like a family bike ride. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. I have four kids and a garage full of bikes, so I get it. That's why I make it easy by fixing all your bikes on the same day in your driveway. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Are you looking for a fast-paced job in a fun and exciting work environment? Look no further than Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. We offer a wide range of job and shift availability in both part-time and full-time positions. Competitive wages and great benefits await you at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Visit us in person or check out our website to see all of our job openings. Make work fun and apply for a job at Madison's only casino. Injuries are starting to pile up. You had Luis Arias miss the first roughly month of the season with a lower body injury. He is now back. You have Willie Adamas on the aisle with an ankle sprain. You now have Hunter Renfro suffering a hamstring injury last night. Had to leave the game. Not exactly sure how long he'll be out. Freddie Peralta hurts his shoulder the game before. He is now going to miss and to quote Craig Council, a significant amount of time. Andrew McCutcheon missed about two-plus weeks with COVID as he had a bad bout of COVID. And just in general, this Milwaukee Brewers team has not really been healthy at all, not 100% healthy with all their players at all this season, yet they still find themselves in first place in the Central, a top-six team in Major League Baseball, and a team that continues to find ways to win series when it necessarily hasn't been pretty. Oh, and I forgot, Josh Hader now likely to miss time, not due to injury, but due to a, a pregnancy complication with his wife. Yeah, so we had the poll running up on Zone Madison on Twitter. Which Brewers injury is the most troublesome? Hunter Renfro, who went down last night, Freddie Peralta, or Willie Adamas? The results are interesting. A lot of votes in right now. 56.1% say Freddie Peralta. And we had both mentioned that that one might be the least troublesome to us given the depth at pitching, the fact Aaron Ashby can come in and hopefully carry his weight, but losing the bats out of a lineup that's already been subpar, I guess it's fair to say, and not healthy, that would be more troublesome to us. So 56.1% say Freddie Peralta, 354 Willie Adamas, 
and only eight and a half voted for who I voted for, which is Hunter Renfro. Now, part of my reason of not voting Adamas, I think Adamas arguably next to Burns, probably the team MVP. Uh, last year, I think he was named team MVP, actually. But he could be returning towards the end of the road trip. The fact that Renfro goes down and he said he doesn't know how long he's going to be out. It could be a couple days. It could be a couple weeks. That's the most troublesome to me, given the fact that Hunter Renfro has been the team's best hitter this year. And it's a lineup that has not produced well enough. I, they're winning a lot of games, obviously. But it's I, I don't think anybody would watch the Brewers play and say that their offense has been good or great by any means. So his presence is really necessary. One of the best fielding outfielders. He is, so him being down, only 8.5% say that. But that's what I voted. See, I actually voted Willie Adamas just because I know that depending, I don't think we ever really heard what the diagnosis was other than ankle sprain for Willie Adamas. Now, if it was just a tweaked ankle, he could probably have played through it. But since he's a guy that doesn't like to come off the field, plays almost every game, Craig Council, David Stearns, probably going to be more siding on the side of caution where Willie Adamas might just put him on the 10 day IL just to make sure that that ankle's healed. But if it's a high ankle sprain, that can be nasty for the next three, four, five months. And without practical rest and time off and ice, that might not get better until I know baseball is a long season, maybe even the off season. Now it didn't sound like it was a high ankle sprain. I haven't heard anyone report that, but I'm just saying, depending on the severity of that ankle, it could be literally a day or it could be us. It could bother him the entire season. I actually picked Willie Adamas. And the reason why I picked him is I know that we've bitched about Lorenzo Kane and we've, we've complained kind of about the outfield because Christian Yelich has been very up and down this season, which is actually a better spot than where he was last season. Yep. But Hunter Redfro has clearly been their best outfielder. But I still believe that there's you got to get a little bit of juice, the last little bit of squeeze out of that line that is Lorenzo Kane, And I think Tyrone Taylor playing every day would actually improve this team. Now I was saying that yesterday when we were talking about replacing Lorenzo Kane, but also I feel like when you have a guy like Andrew McCutcheon that can also play in the outfield, that could uh, maybe help the bleeding. If Renfro was out for a while, I also think that um, if you were really wanting to try and find a position to get this guy's bat in the lineup, I really do think Keston here could play corner outfield. Now he's probably more uh, tooled to play left field, but I think you, you understand what I'm saying. If you're really hurting for a bat and wanted to try and get a power bat in there, I just think they, they have a little bit more ability to cover the outfield. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like we are going to push pause as far as field work is concerned for today. We've got a good 90% chance of rain showers and 68 are expected high today. The rain probably going to continue into tomorrow morning. Thursday's high is 68. The good news, we dry out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't forget, now is a wonderful time for you to get involved in our Rural Mutual Rainfall Reporting. Uh, Next week, I will draw the winner of our first of 2022's Rural Mutual Weather Stations. And the way you qualify is participate. 
Give me a rainfall report. Give me a crop update. How's your garden doing? Whatever it may be, use the talk text line. That's 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. So today is the 25th day of May. If you're flying, I hesitate to tell you about some of the notables on this day. On this day back in 1979, American Airlines Flight 191 crashed in Chicago. Some of the scariest, most horrifying images in aviation history. 258 people died on board when that uh, DC-10 hurtled towards the ground at O'Hare's International Airport this day back in 1979. On this day in 2002, a China Airlines jumbo jet broke apart in midair. 225 people died on board. What was interesting about that one in 2002, it was caused by improper repairs 22 years earlier, and the aviation service said the airplane was far beyond the serviceable life recommended by Boeing. It had been in service so many years. Happened on this day back in 2002. Let's see. Happy birthdays this morning. Uh, we've got a couple. Mike Myers. Uh, what is he? Mr. Evil or whatever. Mike Myers of Saturday Night Live. He is 58 years young today. And Anne Hesch. She is also 52. And now you know. Yes, siree. It's a Wiffles Wednesday. And if you were paying attention yesterday, you know that across the state of Wisconsin as a whole, 61% of our corn in the ground as of Sunday, 49% of our beans in the ground. We're coming along, but now weather elements are something that we're going to have to monitor as we go toward Memorial Weekend. Joining us this morning, one of the sales managers with Wiffles Hybrid, that's Lucas Clayton. You know, and that has been kind of the bugaboo this year, Lucas. It's wonderful that we can get the seed in the ground, but boy, this year... Trying to keep on top of weed control, trying to make sure those fungicide applications are uh, put on at the proper time. I mean, we just we just can't miss a beat. Yeah, exactly, Pam. It uh, you know this crop went in really fast. You know, once that weather did allow us to uh, you know get out there and get in that field. And you know, one thing with the like you said, the weather they're calling for here in the next week and the Memorial Day weekend. You know, with some rain and some heat, this corn's really going to take off and. You know, definitely want to be on our toes to making sure, you know, we're getting out there and getting that second pass of herbicide uh, applied at the proper time and, you know, putting on that early uh, fungicide application if that's part of your program as well. Those are really two key, you know, things to, you know, keeping that uh, crop going in the right direction. Well, you make a good point. As soon as that heat comes on, we know that encourages the weeds, but it also encourages insects. With more and more farms taking a look at a mix of cover crops, that's an issue they've got to monitor too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, keeping an eye on those cover crop fields or, you know, even those waterways or even some heavier residue fields uh, for cutworms and armyworms, uh, just really keeping tabs on that. Um, you know, when those those insects come in and, and they can really take over a field very quickly when not monitored. So definitely something you want to keep an eye on on those cover crop types of acres. Just curious, Lucas, have you heard anything from any of your clients or in the circles you travel one issue that I think Steve Quaddy made is making sure that that sprayer is right behind your planter, making sure your supplies and the people that help you apply those supplies are ready. Have you heard any glitches or any concerns that way? 
Yeah, I mean, every year it's always a challenge, you know, working with, you know, those co-ops and, and getting those acres sprayed, you know, very timely. You know, a lot of this corn came out of the ground in five to seven days. So, yeah, you know, getting that corn planted and getting a sprayer right behind it to making sure we're getting that pre-emergence herbicide out there for weed control, you know, it's definitely been a challenge. Uh, I think everyone's doing the best they can in the industry. You know, sometimes you maybe need to alter a plan a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I think these, you know, these retailers have done as best as they could working with these farmers. So it's a Wiffles Wednesday. Lucas Clayton's along with us, one of the sales managers with Wiffles Hybrid. Hey, how's it going for you guys and your test plots? I mean, fortunately, this year, we're hoping that we're going to get back to those opportunities for farmer growers to come and take a look at those test plots, observe what you guys are observing. But you guys start paying attention to your test plots a whole lot earlier than a lot of farmers. Yeah, I mean, kind of a unique thing about us is, you know, we, we only focus on corn. So, you know, this time of the year and in the last couple of weeks as corn is emerging, you know, we're out looking at our research locations, have one right up in DeForest, Wisconsin, uh, you know, just evaluating emergence on, on new genetics as well as, you know, current genetics that we're selling. Um, you know, a couple uh, newer hybrids that we've had in that 97 to about 100 day is some 1758. It's a new smart stacks for us, a 97 day as well as a, a 1996, which is a, a double pro and 2656, all kind of right in that 97 to 100 day. It's really fun to kind of just evaluate those products, be out in the field, kind of seeing the differences, you know, between us and as well as some competitors. Um, it just allows us to be out in the field, a little bit unique in the industry in that way. So. Well, yeah, and it gives you a, ju- a definite sense of what's coming down the road as far as whiffles, doesn't it? It really does, Pam. I mean, we're, you know, we, we take a lot of focus, obviously, in new hybrids, new genetics, and, you know, from a, a you know, the field, you know, the DSMs out in the, out in the industry or out in, you know, out in the, uh, out there, it allows us to really kind of get that firsthand knowledge of, you know, what these products are doing. And, and, and we also have a, you know, great opportunity to visit with our, uh, you know, our corn breeders and some things that we're seeing. There's just a lot of really good communication on that side of it. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that as we get towards Memorial Weekend, everything starts to draw to a close as far as planting, and then there's always something to manage, isn't there, Lucas? Yes, there is. It's always, every day, every day is a new day. So. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. All right. Thanks, Lucas. Appreciate you getting up early with us this morning. Lucas Clayton joining us on a Wiffles Wednesday. You can find out more about what's coming up with those hybrids and activities in the field. Go to wiffles.com. All right, let's pivot and talk a little bit about the markets this morning, which are all in red ink right now. Dow Jones Industrial Average is down more than 20 points. December corn's down 9 on a Wednesday at 716. November soybeans down 2 at 1515. July wheat down 19 cents right now at 1136. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a penny and three quarters to 233. 40-pound block cheese was down 4 at 234. And double-A butter, that gained 2 cents, 288 and a half. June milk this morning, that's currently down a penny at 24.14, a hundredweight. Coming up next, we're talking with Julian Nunes, our Alice in Dairyland for at least another month. We're not focused in necessarily on what Alice is doing, but instead, sustainability. Stick around for that conversation. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh, Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. 
and I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor, but it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County, and because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time again for Checkoff Chats. That program brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, that involves you dairy producers too. The Wisconsin Beef Council provides you with all the resources you need to know what's happening as far as research, promotion, and education. I send you to their website, beeftips.com, for all kinds of insights on recipes that can be friendly to your budget and friendly to your mouth. Also, don't forget about Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. Lots of things going up as May is beef month get ready to celebrate you know we do focus in a lot of uh, attention on our beef industry and rightly so but uh, there's so many things going on behind the scenes that the average consumer may not be aware of but values as far as the story is concerned in studio with us is a gal that's been sharing wisconsin's agriculture story for more than a year now and that is our alice in dairyland julian nunes and you've been working with the wisconsin beef council to help people remember when they see those cattle out on the pasture when they see those farmers uh, working with livestock maybe kids at the county fair the story of beef really does continue to revolve around sustainability sustainability before sustainability was cool she (laughs) says in air quotes and you've been working with them what kinds of stories do you share that's right pam so right now i am highlighting sustainability perfect talk around earth day and now we are into may beef month and soon it'll be june dairy month and all of these sustainability talking points they extend throughout these three months and into the summer and i just love to talk with people about how much our farmers care about the environment like you said sustainability has kind of become a popular word in the last 5 10 20 years but Farmers have been sustainable for generations. 95% of our farms in Wisconsin are family-owned, so sustainable practices are so important when we think about passing the farm on to generate to future generations, and no farmer wants to deplete their resources because they rely on the soil health and the water quality to make sure that their farm is successful. So I like to talk about 
I know in my household, we don't like to let anything go to waste, and our farmers feel the same way. One way that they're able to, to really utilize all their resources is by feeding leftover grains. With me, I brought some samples of distiller's grains and spent grains from an ethanol plant. And these are two things that farmers are able to feed their cows to kind of feed leftovers, kind of recycle a little bit to really utilize all the resources that are available to them. And that is just one practice that farmers are doing to be sustainable and and utilize what is what is there for them. Absolutely. And like you said, without those animals, that uh, distiller's grain, a lot of those byproducts would go to waste or end up in a landfill. You know, even if you take a look back at how we raise our cattle, a lot of farmers in Wisconsin have their cattle out on pasture. Some of that ground would not be suitable for raising something like corn or soybeans that could in turn go to to people but by adding value to that simple grass there we have beef that's right and about 90 percent of what cows eat are grains and grasses that we as people can't eat so like you said you might see cows grazing on steep hills or rocky soils that farmers can't plant crops on and our cows beef cows and dairy cows are able to turn all these pieces of land into productive space and turn that into delicious proteins and dairy products that our families get to enjoy so farmers the the cows kind of have a superpower in that sense yeah and you know honestly i see more and more you talk about farmers and their sustainability let's say that there's a food processing plant that does uh, has spent something i know uh, corn silage from sweet corn Yes, folks, you get the sweet corn, but there's still plant matter left. Guess what? Cows, beef, and dairy alike love that sweet corn silage. But those kinds of byproducts from even our food industry, well, I'll tell you what, the beef producers game to give that a shot on recycling, too. Yes, they do. Cows are really able, cows and lots of animals, they're able to use products that would otherwise be wasted. And all of agriculture, not just the beef council, not just dairy farmers, the corn growers, mink producers, everyone in agriculture is really striving to be more sustainable. And they're able to do that through utilizing leftover grains or planting cover crops in the field. And water quality is a huge deal in agriculture. And everyone is constantly striving to be more sustainable. And I I think that new technology is a huge part in that. We're able to really increase how, how sustainable sustainable we can be and I love to see that and I look forward to seeing what happens in the next five ten years oh see. absolutely innovations a part of agriculture every day Julia Nunes in studio with us if you haven't had a chance to meet her follow her she is our Alice in Dairyland at least for a few more weeks uh, remember she caught caught in the pandemic like many did and served Wisconsin agriculture with flying colors for more than uh, a year and a half or two years basically before she'll have her contract uh completed. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the work you've done with the Wisconsin Beef Council. I mean, May is Beef Month. They're doing a lot of mobilized work uh, with their burger and bun run and uh, Madison Burger Week and things like that. Tell me how else you've been able to interact and work with the Wisconsin Beef Council. Yeah, I love working with the Beef Council. I think it's really fun to celebrate beef. We don't all, we we think of Wisconsin as America's Dairyland and we are that, but America's Dairyland plays a big part in the beef industry here as well and I've been working with them. I I went to an event they had earlier this month or last month to kind of talk about how to be a beef representative and learn a little bit more coming from a dairy farm. Beef isn't my background, but I have an appreciation for it and I want other people to know how important beef is, how nutritious beef is for us and things they can do with it. And I love 
love to highlight some recipes that people can try this summer. Or one way that I like to, to highlight beef right now is talking about recipe leftovers. I talked about how cows are able to eat leftovers, but we, I know in my house, leftovers sometimes sit in my fridge for a little while and then they're not good anymore. So it's important to be able to be sustainable in our homes and and make sure all these products we work hard to buy are getting eaten up. So on my blog page, alisondairyland.com, I shared some recipes. One was for a taco meat egg bake or a quick and easy steak salad. There's so many ways to get Get all the bang out for your buck. Use all your leftovers that you can because they're delicious and nutritious, and we should make sure we're gobbling them up and not letting them go to waste. Right. Everybody's sensitive about their food dollar these days. And remember, a lot of what uh, Julia, our Alice in Dairyland, has been doing available on her blog and also shared elsewhere. Remember, uh, check off chat. We focus in on the Wisconsin Beef Council. Their beeftips.com has similar recipes, as uh, Julia pointed out, all about trying to stretch your food dollar in a creative way. Uh, maybe it is a different uh, spin on burgers, or maybe it's taking a look at some of those other beef options, a different type of steak, maybe a flip on a roast, something like that. Again, beeftips.com can give you the uh, direction you're looking for. And you mentioned you worked with our brand new class of beef ambassadors here in the state of Wisconsin. Those are actual beef producers that take to social media once a week to tell you what's life, what life is like through their eyes. Pretty cool bunch aren't they? Yeah, super cool bunch and a great great people to reach out to if you ever have questions. I know, like I mentioned, I don't grow up on a beef farm, so I love to follow along with their stories, see what life is like on a beef farm, and learn from them. They're great resources and their stories are the, how I best feel like I'm there with them sometimes. But like you mentioned, there's so many great great recipes on beeftips.com and those farmers are great people to learn from and I love finding new recipes. I know whenever I'm in the grocery store, I find myself calling my mom because I don't know what kind of beef was right for this recipe and beeftips.com great recipes, great recipes for leftovers and just general information. If you need a little refresher course on, oh, what cut of beef should I use for this recipe? That that website, beeftips.com, great place to go, great resource if you're not a, a beef cuts whiz like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julia, thanks for joining us again in studio with us. Our Allison Daryland, Julia Nunes, a partner in Wisconsin agriculture and specifically with this conversation, focused in on her partnership with the Wisconsin Beef Council. As she said, follow along, AllisonDairyland.com, a great blog so you can follow Julia as she continues to represent Wisconsin agriculture for the next few weeks. And we sincerely thank her for her service and wish her the best down the road. Again, like we said, the checkoff chat today brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. It's about research, education, and promotion of what's happening with our Wisconsin beef industry. And that, of course, involves our dairy industry. Beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council on social media. And also brought to you in part by Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association. Remember, if you're trying to market those beef animals or any animal for that matter, why not uh, get the best market for it that you can find?